Welcome, everyone, to episode 10 of the Sportkite podcast. I'm your host, Nick O'Neill, founder of Sportkite.org, and I wanted to thank you for tuning in and listening. If you're interested in supporting the podcast, go to buymeacoffee.com sportkite. This podcast is a part of the website, sportkite.org, and it's a growing resource for Sportkite flyers and enthusiasts. It is all volunteer run and updated, so every little bit helps. You can find us on Facebook and we'd love to hear what you think. Just look for sportkite.org and yeah, let us know if you agree, disagree, or maybe you just kind of want to add something or you have a question for us. Speaking of questions, uh, if you have a question regarding sport kites or just kind of wanting to know a little bit more, uh, we're collecting questions for a Q&A session with the group. So send it over to us at info at sportkite.org and we'll probably answer it in the next episode or the episode after that, depending on how soon I can get everyone off the flying field and together to discuss sport kites. So in this episode, I wanted to talk about the website and kind of my background, why I started the website, and even why I started this podcast. So since it's just me, let's go ahead and get started. All right, so I don't have a super big long history with sport kites. I've just kind of been a lover of them. I've had a chance to fly them over the years. And here recently, I've really kind of fallen in love with a little bit more of the precision style flying and the freestyle flying. Uh, But at the base of it, I'm kind of just an entry level sport kite flyer. Where I really kind of got my spark was being around uh, these top level performers that were getting out there and doing their thing. And it just amazed me at at what they could do and how they could really engage a crowd with this thing, this sport kite flying. Now, I'm talking both dual line and quad line here, so I don't necessarily make a distinction and say that sport kites are only dual line. I believe it's also quad line. Anyways, um, so yeah, as I was kind of getting into it and progressing, I lent my hand to help out with a handful of organizations out there, uh, specifically some of the larger national and international organizations that are centered around kites, kite flying, and all that, um, and worked behind the scenes for quite some time. And I noticed kind of a disturbing trend along the way, and that's that sport kite flying was increasingly kind of being pushed out. Um, They just weren't getting necessarily the recognition or the support that a lot of people were kind of expecting was going to be there. And, you know, combine that with some changes in society and cultural shifts and all this other things, uh, a lot of sport kite flyers kind of got out of the business. And in doing so, a lot of the history is started kind of disappearing as some of our pioneers um, started, well, started dying. And most of their information was stored in, in analog form and uh you know well-meaning well-meaning descendants are are just throwing 
throwing all of that uh, information out because they, they don't know where to send it. They don't know what to do with it. So, yeah. Um, that is a huge passion project of mine is preserving and saving uh, tidbits of history. And yeah, I that's where sportkite.org kind of got started. It's a little bit of a brainchild that got planted, oh gosh, about six, seven years ago. Uh, I saw that a lot of the sportkite scores for most of uh, most of the sport kite competitions around the world, um, they were just kind of disappearing. The websites that were hosting them were long, long dead. No one was paying the domain anymore and that information wasn't stored anywhere. So uh, I kept collecting all the scores over those years and placing them in, in one location. And at the same time, I also started collecting all of the stories, a lot of the history, and stuff like that and also cataloging that away and then I noticed kind of in this other side of the kite world uh, all these new people coming in and they are hungry for information and they're saying that it's really hard to find you know beginner information and I was like holy crap like we, we have all this information here we have all this potential and we have people that want it we have thousands of people that that want this information and they just can't seem to find it and so that is part of the reason right there is why I wanted to start the website sportkite.org is to kind of create a little bit of a bridge between uh the information that is there and the people that are wanting it, you know, and so we can, we can preserve a lot of the history and, and uh, knowledge that has gone before us and we can pass that down. So that is kind of what is at the heart of sportkite.org. Um, I, I really want to see this thing keep growing and I'm very excited about all of the people that have uh, offered to, uh, lend a hand. Uh, those of you that have already uh, uh, shown your patronage through the the sport kite uh, buy me a coffee thing, and that would be Morton, Alan, and George. A big shout out to you guys! Thank you so 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 much. Um, that does mean a lot. That really does help kind of things going. Um, and yep, I would be remiss if I didn't mention. Uh, we do have a patronage uh, system. You can go to buymeacoffee.com slash sportkite and you can either do like a simple uh, buy me a single cup of coffee and it helps pay for various things or you can do a membership model. Uh, the idea is that going forward into the future we'll actually have rewards for members um, but that's something down the line. That's another thing that's on the big to-do list that I'm really looking forward to. So let's put a pin in that and let's get to why I'm doing the podcast. So the podcast. All right. So I am of the age range that I guess I am considered an elder millennial. And I am one of the main demographic that loves listening to podcasts. I listen to podcasts when I am working out, when I'm on the road, uh, sometimes even when I'm flying. And so, yeah, the whole, the whole idea, you know, was just kind of a natural fit. And I have often thought about just creating a, a 
Kite Flyers podcast because I've been a little shocked that there really isn't one. So maybe I'll set one of those ones up later. But uh, when I was just kind of talking about the idea with a handful of friends uh, that are also kite enthusiasts, the conversation just delved into us talking about sport kites and the awesomeness of flying. And it felt so natural and so just easy and free to talk about it that I was like, you know what, right there, that that's what I got to make happen. I got to make this sport kite podcast happen. Um, so yeah, here it is. And the hope like I said earlier, is that this thing is going to keep growing and we're going to keep, you know, reaching out to all of the new people that are coming into sport kite flying and, you know, that we can kind of help provide a little bit of, I don't want to say guidance. It's more like help provide, you know, a, a friendship or a family because for the whole like history of sport kite flying it's been it's kind of been a lonely endeavor it's hard to find other people that like doing this thing it's hard to find others to teach you you know you may be a few hundred miles away so the only time you can ever actually get hands-on learning or uh, learn from other people is to go to an event or a festival or you're having to reach out to people that you've never met before and be like, hey, can you teach me how to do this thing? And so, yeah, we're really, really hoping that the podcast and that sportkite.org kind of helps create another space for us to learn from and for all of us to connect and, and stuff like that. So this really is a place for everyone from the absolute beginner, like the person that just went and bought a $20 two-line kite and is just having fun to the people that want to take their flying all the way to the performance level and want to be the next crew that's going to be flying at Epcot Center and and Disney. So uh, yeah, for those of you that don't know, uh, there are some rather famous sport kite pilots that have been flying in various productions, including uh, Disney and Epcot, uh, flying steerable kites with pyrotechnics off the back of them while sitting on jet skis at night. Uh, Of course, they have a, a driver that's driving the jet ski and they're just sitting on the back of the jet ski piloting these kites. So uh, we're really looking forward to, uh, in the near future, we're going to have a handful of those folks uh, on the call talking, you know, just about kites and kite flying. And then some folks that have done some really cool things with sport kites. We're going to include those people. And then I really want to bring in some new folks, uh, people that are brand new to this sport and get them engaged and see what they think. So if you think you might be one of those people, be it a super experienced person or a brand new person and you just kind of want to chat about sport kites, I would love to hear from you. So shoot me an email or shoot us an email at info at sportkite.org. Um, we're trying to get everything scheduled for the next big chat. So we're taking questions, but we could always schedule in an interview or a chat session. Uh, 
and yeah, I would love to make that happen. So yeah, again, info at sportkite.org. And uh, yeah, this is a really quick episode. I just kind of wanted to put a short one out there because the, the group chats that we do are the longer episodes and it's nice just kind of having some variation. So thank you for listening to this episode of the Sport Kite podcast. And we hope to be bringing you something new every week. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening. And till next time, I'm out of here. I'm going to go fly because yeah, it's spring. It's time to go fly. All right. Bye, everybody.